What's up, everybody? It's your main man, Bennett, back here and again. And welcome, of course, to the All About It podcast. Let's hear it. Hey, studio audience this time. What's up, everybody? Uh, yeah, there's no, there's nobody here. There's just, it's, just, uh, it's just me, just little old me, you know, hanging out, having a good, uh, good old uh, day here. And I wish you all the same. Although, the show would be incomplete, as they say, uh, without the other part of this dynamic equation and that of course is the one <laughs> the only let's hear it give it you know big big round of applause uh, for ariel wow thank you so much hi so welcome to the show welcome to the show and uh, <laughs> what if you were like the, the show would be nothing without my ferret jenny <laughs> a ferret and then it just gets on and it just doesn't say anything but you treat it like a normal human Ugh, my nightmare you know, ferrets are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Have I got you ever nothing. even seen I got one? Nothing. Yeah, I have. In I, in the wild. In person, yeah. You've seen a wild ferret. I had a buddy in college. And of course, you did. That had a ferret. Well, we'll get into that on this well, episode. Let, let me let me back let me backtrack let me backtrack a tad there. Uh, I didn't have a buddy. I I knew a guy. Was it leashed? No. Ugh. No, and they are very fast. Yeah. They like scurry across like they're gone like they're so fast and they're very greasy they're very greasy uh, they're so geez. greasy you can you can see how greasy they are why did i bring it up well fair enough fair enough so My fault of course welcome to the show welcome. we're so glad that you were able to join us today to you know listen to this uh pocket we can't thank you enough there you go we can review time fair enough fair <laughs> Let's go to the fair. Uh, Palm Springs. We went, we came back, and that's that. Just kidding. We actually went out to dinner at a place called Workshop while we were there. That's right. And I thought it was worth mentioning because I had some, uh, I had one. <laughs> I had one really good cocktail, and it was worth it. I drank my calories, okay? <laughs> oh, I very much enjoyed Workshop, especially they have uh, like duck fat fried potato wedges mm -hmm. aka jojos yeah we call them jojos and maybe so that's a, sorry I think it's a pacific northwest thing uh no i think it's just a kind of person thing really yeah there's potato wedges there's jojos uh -huh. there's uh steak fries or is it like pop and soda like pop is a pacific northwest thing and also other parts of the country i don't like pretending pop. like i know things yeah. like that because i really don't yeah but they were very good and yeah duck fat there you go there you go <laughs> there you there she blows i got some smoky tequila drink and it was really good really we, good we really enjoy palm springs it's a great little place to get away we've only been there a handful of times not even it was but every time so we've been, quiet we've gone now in the summer and now this was the first time going in you know October. the fall both times were very quiet right like no it felt like we were the only ones there Literally, that's kind of how tahoe felt too when you drive around it feels like you're about to enter like a movie set that's how i felt when we were driving around palm springs yeah. and we literally drove into like probably by accident oh yeah that's right we did there was like wow that seems like a, a weird amount of security on this tight little street and then all of a sudden it's like those big giant commercial trailers and stuff and then more security and more cops yeah and everyone was looking at us like what the who's, what the frick are you driving dusty through here? corolla is that driving yeah. through here with half a tire and we got through the cops and got through everything but yeah anyone that saw us was like 
they do not belong. Something here does not belong. Yeah, right, and right, we, right. And we were that. We, we were that for sure. And uh, we were just driving around cute neighborhoods because I was on the hunt for some new prints for the print shop. Ooh. I did my research. Foreshadow. I did my research. Foreshoof. Figured out where I wanted to go, and uh, we went there. <laughs> Halloween. That, Halloween. that was the next thing. Halloween. That was the next yeah. thing on my Why don't list. You t- talk all about it. So yeah, we were camp counselors. The outfits were amazing. Guys. Thank you to uh, Sister Beach. Sister Beach, you don't AKA even know. Adria, aka Draft and Ink. Draft and Ink yeah. on Etsy. Go check her out if you haven't already. Uh, we definitely have cross followers. Like a lot of people, you know, have joined all about it via Draft and Ink, and vice versa. And we just love our sister B. She produced our t-shirts for our camp counselor outfits. I designed the graphic and sent it over to her. And we just had a time. It was so fun watching her make these. Yeah, I'm making... I'm, I'm You're wearing, wearing yours. I'm wearing mine right now. It's, you know... For clarity, if you if you go back, check out... Go on our Instagram. There, we, we did the trifecta. We did it on my Instagram, Ariel's Instagram, and the podcast. That Instagram. was not planned. We just kind of did it. Nice... Uh, uh, coordination there yeah uh, but there's a taco a microphone and a camera uh-huh. which basically sum up the show everything about it us in general food, uh, food item we love mm-hmm. the podcast and photography right. and then a little bit of water underneath right some, which some ocean waves i like to picture as my lazy river Oh, a river. Okay. <laughs> i'm picturing more ocean waves you're picturing a your river. love is like a river peaceful and deep beautiful is that i'm gonna get slammed for this is that in sync or back you know it's in sync yeah they do they really do yeah you knew that jc was the first voice that gave me the uh the tingles the voice alone yeah just the voice wow do you ever this is so off topic do you ever hear a song and listen to it a lot and then you watch the person sing it and you're like oh now i'm gonna think of this a lot differently (laughs) do you know what i mean like um, you like almost wished you didn't watch them sing it because you had this idea. I know what you're talking about. I can't. I'm blanking on my example is listening to "Somewhere Only We Know" by Keen, and then watching him sing it, and I'm like, oh. Oh, he does have a. That's what you look like. He does have a bit of a look to him. <laughs> yeah. He does have a bit. Of, he was one of my doppelgangers. Yeah, when yeah. I was in High school. I feel like he's the a further away one. Further for away you. for yeah, sure. Yeah. His features are a little more narrow. Uh, mine are a little bit more round. Right. Although he does have like kind of that round mm-hmm. uh, octagonal Baby kind of yeah. face. So we loved our outfits. It was so much fun. I just really wanted to wear my roller skates. And I've always wanted to do, you know, 70s camp counselor costume vibe. I almost got a long blonde wig and I'm kind of glad I didn't. I'm very glad you did. Yeah. That would have kind of put it into the fake zone Mm -hmm. you know we were we were doing it all all natural (laughs) okay (laughs) i grew a i grew a mustache that's guys that's where the mustache came into play can you believe it i grew i grew it he hated it hated it and it's gone actually i just want to say we looked at the pictures that night like we were kind of we were just like flipping through and you kind of you looked at the pictures and then you went up to the mirror and you were like should i shave it Because I think that in some of the pictures, you liked the way that it looked. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you were like second guessing your decision to take it away. It's true. It's true. I, I, and then I was like, no, no, no. Shave it right now. It did give me the confidence to know 
uh, what I, what it takes. And kudos to all the you know all the burly mustachioed men out there that are listening right now. And uh, you know, kudos to you guys because like, it's, uh, it faci- takes a lot of work. Is their facial hair actually soft? Whose? People that grow beards just normally in life, like have full beards and trim them like are they soft yeah like you know how eventually if your hair grows long enough on your face it gets softer not mine yeah so i don't know yeah i, don't I know. do not know the answer we do have uh you know basically brother michael he's basically a, a brother-in-law and he he's got a beautiful head of beard mm-hmm. and i assume and i assume it's soft uh-huh. but it's soft hair that's made up of oh no it's a soft beard that's made up of coarse hair. Right. I, I imagine like a loofah is soft, but very dense <laughs> and coarse. God. A loofah. Yeah. You're comparing facial hair to a loofah? Yeah. All right. Next topic. Okay. <laughs> I can't. So on Halloween, we went over to uh, my parents' house and our nephew Sebastian was dressed up as Mickey Mouse and it was really, really cute. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, the whole family. Your brother's dressed brother, up as Goofy. My brother wore like a like a pajama onesie that was Goofy, and it had a little hat for the hood. And he like unzipped it, and his chest was hairy, and it was really funny. This is probably the the littlest amount of candy that I've consumed uh, in years by far for for Halloween. And I and I had some pieces. I did by have far. some pieces. I had I had a Baby Ruth. <laughs> I had an Almond Joy, and ooh, but the Kit Kat. I had a Kit Kat, and oh. The Kit Kat just did me good. It was a good, was, yeah. you know, they're not all, they're not all made at the same factory. Although, yeah, they are. They probably are. And they're not all made. Well, yeah, they probably all were made in like the nineties and it's still, the, it's the same stuff. Yeah. But man, that Kit Kat just hit me. It just hit me so good. I was, like, I was like, oh my God, girl, this Kit Kat, I'm going to break it off. I'm going to keep it all to myself. Who were you talking to when you said that? Myself. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> so when I, whenever you walk into the room and I'm just like laughing and all the lights are off and all the TVs are off. So every night. And you're like, what are you doing in there? And I go, nothing. <laughs> I'm just like eating a Kit Kat. I assume the worst. Yeah. Get off your phone. Okay. I had one Baby Ruth and one Snickers peanut butter, which I had never tried. Oh, and I immediately the, felt sick. The, the Snickers square. I immediately felt sick. They're very rich. It was good. But then five minutes later, I was like, regret, you know? Right. There is a big drop off. In quality, I feel. There was yeah. a little bit of a drop-off. It's like, it's so sweet, and it's kind of like, you know what it is to Stick me? Stick to the classics, you I know? was eating some candy, and I was like, you know what? I want the candy. The candy's calling to me. I'm sure people have this experience. You want the candy. You want the little chocolate. You want the little whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I'm not a big Dots guy or a Whoppers guy. Dots. Or a Smarties or whatever. But, like, you want a little piece of candy? Okay, get a piece of candy. And I was having the piece of candy. I was just thinking to myself, this is so boring. So boring. Like, am I just, maybe I've just outgrown it. <laughs> maybe I'm, uh, dare I say, too sophisticated now uh, for the, for the, for the sweet. But I just kind of, I just, that was the overwhelming feeling. I was just bored. Except for the Kit Kat. I enjoyed the Kit Kat very much. I like it a couple times a year. I have a, I have a, a Reese's egg for Easter. Well, I would never say Reese's are boring. Re- that would be no, sacrilegious. No, that's the best. I didn't even have one this year for Halloween. How dare I? Lord, strike me down if I ever think better. What family was I born into? Okay. Well, that was it. That's the week? That's it. And you reviewed it. And Oh, I'm... and you told me that you wanted to sing I Believe in Miracles for your next karaoke experience. Right. Right. So that that is kind of a... It's one of those songs that I don't think most people know. 
but I think everyone knows that song. I don't think everyone knows that song because nobody knows who it's by. Can you give them a taste in case? Uh, I believe in miracles. Oh my god! Game long. You <laughs> sex a thing. You sex a thing. I believe. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Come on. Well, you just said that most people know it, but um, I think most people do not know it. And I didn't know who did it. I was like, who did that song? And it's a group called Hot Chocolate. And you didn't know that either. But no one knew that. If you want to go check her out, no one knew that. I would encourage you to go and YouTube or Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, listen to the song. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what it's called. But it's by Hot Chocolate. And it just search I Believe. The I Believe I in Miracles. I would guess song. that it's called I Believe in Miracles. Probably. Probably something like that. <laughs> Probably close to that. Uh, so, Bargles, today we have an episode. It's called You Sexy Thing. Oh, okay. Just, just so we're gonna, clear. You just, just so looked it up. Just for like, you know, the one guy out there that's like, I, man, how am I going to figure this out? It's called You Sexy Thing. Thang? It's one of those. You Sexy Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost the intro song for the show. Right. But we went with the other one. Right. Right. <laughs> we went with the, uh, the retro horn royalty-free music. <laughs> Something else that's royalty-free. What? Is, um, well, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's royalty-free. I, I don't know. I'd have to do a little bit more research, probably. And maybe you can help me with this. Sure. Is, uh, you see, when, you know, about 14 or so minutes into the All About It podcast. 14 sometimes, minutes? Really? Right. Sometimes less, sometimes more. Welcome, oh. welcome to the segment of the show. Appreciate it. Uh, sticking around. And this is usually the part of the show where, you know, I do a little, hey, look over here, and I'm and I'm holding up my right hand, and I'm shaking it. Uh, I'm literally doing it now. So you mm-hmm. look over. To, I can see. Look, I, I'm very focused so on it. So it's my right, your left. Uh-huh. You look over there. Don't crash the car. And then over here in my left hand, when you're not paying attention, I pull out a secret trick, and I go, what's today's episode all about? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Today's episode is all about what we learned in our 20s. Oh, I thought we were doing one about like magic that's why i did the whole like <laughs> what we learned in our 20s it is kind of mystical lance burton it's kind of mystical it is it is, is that a word <laughs> what did we learn in our 20s i'll tell you uh that there's many lessons throughout the 10 years of that time uh-huh. and i'm sure that i remember many i remember some i even wrote some down oh you want Good. me to tell you? Well, I actually, oh. I wrote down some questions for you, too, because I do think that you probably, you've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And maybe through some of these questions, someone else out there, they'll learn something that maybe they weren't expecting. Right. <laughs> you know, they might learn something that they don't even know to learn. Shall I recap my 20s in a very quick fashion? Fine. Okay. First off, I graduated Art Institute when I was 20. Isn't that weird? No. Because it was just a two-year program. Mm-hmm. That's literally not weird Very at all. Expected. You signed up for it. Signed up for it. Knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I actually took one more quarter than anticipated. Uh, so I graduated a quarter. I don't know why that happened. I was on time with everything. I think I just got put into a separate group. I don't know. But graduated. Best in show. I totally forgot about that and didn't even write it down. Now, to be fair, you Did tied. they call it Best in Show? Yeah. Am I a dog? No, it, it was Best in Show. <laughs> That's what it's called? That was the title. You, I, I was there. I was at your graduation. You won Best in Show, but it was, it was two tied. winners. They couldn't decide between me and the other guy. So does that mean you're half 
half best and he's the other half best? Or is best? it full and we share the experience? Yeah. I was shocked. I did not think I was good. I remember they called the guy's name. And even when they called the guy's name, I knew that they were going to call your name. And they did. It was one of those weird Sweet. moments where you feel that energy of like something's about to happen. It's like when you pull the card and you, you know it's going to be like an ace of something. And it is. Like sometimes, not all the time, right. but sometimes we get that little little zap, that little energy right. feeling of like, oh, I think, you know, I'm going to get approach the light and it's going to turn green or you know what I mean just like little yeah. tiny almost like oh who cares but like I knew I just oh, oh he's going to say your name and you did well I was shocked and for anyone that doesn't know art institute or places like this kind of art school trade school experience you go through quarters and then at the you pick a focus and then at the end of your experience you put together a portfolio presentation and you have a portfolio day where you dress up uh, very professional and you present your portfolio and you have blown up printed out framed photos behind you in your booth and you have your book printed out in front of you full of all of your best work from your last quarter and that's what they judge it off of so I had a fashion photography portfolio and they chose me as one of the people and I was not expecting that so that was my first like your hard work paid off moment Mm -hmm. kind of thing like Mm -hmm. recognition and i felt i was just so excited but then after that the fanfare kind of went away and there was no instagram yet it was kind of actually it was just starting to become a thing and actually it was a year before sorry graduated in 2009 Instagram started one year later, almost exactly. So after I graduated, I moved to Olympia a few months later to live with you in our first apartment. And we waited for you to graduate. And then we moved to California, uh, lived at my parents' house for a little bit while we kind of figured stuff out, uh, acquired a vehicle, worked jobs that we didn't like as everyone does made like eight dollars an hour or whatever minimum wage was in 2010 no, probably 10 yeah 10, maybe 10, nine and then yeah 24-hour fitness kids club attendee attend you know watching those kids sometimes 50 at a time to three people that was interesting don't go in the ball pit don't yeah, go do in the not, ball pit yeah well that's a no-no right now <laughs> don't do it in the ball pit yeah don't yeah Maybe don't go to the bathroom in the ball pit. Whoever's out there thinking that ball pits are a good idea for anybody, stop. Yeah. Stop the construction of the future ball pits yeah, of America. Get rid of all the ball pits that are currently in, in production now. Now, I'm not saying this isn't like coal or fracking. It's like, hey, the ball pits that are out there, maybe just leave them out there. But no new, <laughs> no new ball pits. Come up with something else, okay? Oh my god! Or yeah. they, or have them self sanitize somehow, where every right. ball is like a you know like a detergent ball. Even then, that you're just cruising for a bruising with right. those ball pits. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just don't do it. So when I was 22 ish, I started freelancing a lot more with photography. And when I was having my shifts at 24 Hour Fitness, I would think to myself, How the frick can I get out of here right this second? How can I do that? And eventually. I didn't work there anymore and I was freelancing and I was, you know, making it work for a little bit. And then I got a desk job part time. I was able to do weddings and portraits on the side with my desk job, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
and I kind of just made it work nights and weekends doing my business on the side and then the Netflix thing happened and it's like everything kind of started to fall into place and it felt like the hard work was starting to pay off but I learned so many things along the way obviously in business in life friendships our relationship how to be a better communicator how to you know not take myself so seriously and you know with business it's like you've taught me that business is business and that's it well better to take out the emotion i mean it's impossible to do that it really is when you work in a creative field and you're passionate about what you do it's impossible to fully separate the business from the personal when you are so got your nose on it and you need inspiration and you need uh, critique and you know there's so many facets to doing it not to say whether or not you're doing it well or poorly or you're doing it for a lot of money no money or by yourself in your basement or in front of a ton of people you know it, it doesn't really matter but it's it's next to impossible to not take something personally when someone you know points at what you're doing right and it but it goes both ways. it's a double-edged sword as they say because people will give you praise people give you praise and sometimes you won't and i and i'm not just speaking to you although this is what i noticed throughout our 20s together is you would get praise for something uh, or other people that i know would get praise in a creative field and it's hard to really internalize it to really accept it the the compliment or the uh, hey you did good kid it's hard because you are such a harsh critic of yourself. But when someone is a harsh critic of you, it's like you listen to that. You absorb every blow and you're like, you know what? Whether they were right or wrong, you still yeah. you still feel like you should have done something different or you, you know, and then the, it just cascades, you know, Well, down the line. you know that when I went to Art Institute, when I was studying photography, they would ream you for the littlest things. So by the time I graduated, I had kind of a thick skin with being critiqued. And that's I feel like that's why I am the way I am now. Like I'm so, I'm very selective. I'm really picky and I've just, that's just something I've learned. And I don't take critiques the wrong way. Like I always, it's always very constructive seeming to me. And I, I hope for people to give me constructive criticism. I accept that and like kind of crave it. I look at it like it's a it's a hit. Yeah. Like you're, you're getting a smack. And if you're not accepting of some smacks, then you don't build up that tolerance to getting smacked. Yeah. And then when you do get smacked... It just it can totally ruin your whole day, week, month, year life. Yeah. Because the wrong person said the wrong thing or whatever. When in actuality, you just need to bounce, let it bounce off, and it's and it gets easier with every smack. Every smack, yeah. you become a little stronger. They become less noticeable, and then before you know it, you're still gonna get smacked. Especially like the the more growth you should have, and the bigger the audience you, you reach, uh, hopefully, then you're gonna get people that are going to smack you down and not really like what you're doing. Um, and that's that's actually a really good indicator, I think. Yeah. And then you just work through it. Not to say you're like above it. You should always listen to every voice because every voice is not yours. And that's how you really learn. That's how you really grow in whatever you do. Not just in like a creative field, but in any field, you got to listen to the voices, especially the ones that have 
you know, some something to say that you don't want to hear. And not taking it personally. Don't take it. Well, if you take it personal, it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. That's the lesson. It's yeah. like you totally can. It's very human. It's very human of you to take it, the critique or the, the whatever, very personally. Like you're working with a coworker and they're kind of a jerk and their energy rubs off on you and you take it personally. It's like don't even, you know, don't do that. If you can, yeah. if you can kind of pull it back a little bit, like, you know, you're, you're too close to the situation, you know, you're too close to that person or, or you need to like, just give yourself a little distance from the situation. And the analogy that I like is, you know, you're, uh, you're too close to the elephant. You can't even see it. Yeah. You know, That's you need a good to, one. you need to back away and then you can see the whole elephant and it's butt. Yeah, and it's butt and it's tail and it's schnoz and all that. But otherwise, if you're too close to it, you're not seeing the whole thing. Yeah. And therefore, you're not, you know, you're going to internalize whatever. It, you just got to kind of roll with the criticism, no matter what it is. It could be family, friends, and know that if you just keep on pushing, uh, pushing through, then you're going to find the growth that you need anyway and get that, you know, thick skin. Because at the end of the day, especially, this is all like in, the, in your 20s, it was all transformational, transitional paycheck to paycheck like that was one of the first notes i wrote down about my 20s is paycheck to paycheck that's what i wrote down is before i had a check and then i started getting checks working we were living paycheck to paycheck i remember that feeling very well of knowing exactly how much money i had and thinking okay this much is going to rent this much is going to food and then we're going to get paid again and that was that was it. Yeah, and we've told the story on the show a oh, couple yeah. times of being short on rent by $20, and we had to ask our neighbor for $20. And it was probably the most nefarious, weird, like, don't talk to that guy kind of guy. And we did anyway. And yeah. we got the 20 bucks, and we paid our rent, and I paid him back two days later because I got paid. And it was like, I didn't even have the time or the inclination to feel, like, weird about it or guilt or or – not bitter. What's the word I'm looking for? Like self-conscious. Imperfect. That's a, yes. I was just thinking yes, I was too embarrassed to ask my parents. I couldn't, <laughs> I could not, uh, like I didn't have time to be embarrassed. Yeah. I needed to pay rent. Otherwise yeah. we were going to get a $50 late fee and Ugh. then I was going to need to borrow. That. I would need to borrow another 50 bucks. And so it was just like, then I, f- I, I felt embarrassed later when I realized that really, it, it wasn't just the words, but the feeling of, I know I could have done something different to not be in that situation. Yeah. I could oh, have yeah. easily just, you know, it's not like we we're going party and going to Vegas and like no, putting and all I of was, our paychecks on right. black. I was going to mention like we didn't really go out. We just like partied with our neighbors sometimes. You would go hang out with the guys down the hall. I would sometimes stay home. Sometimes I would join you. Sometimes we'd go downstairs. Sometimes we'd all gather in the front yard and it's like, oh, we get, you know, we get stuff to make cocktails or we get a pack of beers or whatever and hang out with everybody we didn't really go out no we very rarely yeah. were going out and really living lavishly but then we would still want to like go out to dinner every now and again and stuff like that but we weren't we weren't buying any new toys or equipment no, and yeah. that whole that whole time because we didn't have like new cameras or we had like uh, hand-me-down furniture stuff like that right so Thrifted all, all of that kind of bred this uh, a lot of bad habits Mm -hmm. A lot of bad spending habits throughout our 20s. Not to say like we were spending a ton of money. We just didn't even have any money. Yeah. And so like to spend it, 
we were being probably way too frivolous. Oh yeah, with 100%. with with uh like spending overall. I think. Oh yeah, we weren't saving anything, which is crazy. Uh, so for me, uh, mid twenties, that started to. I started to gain more confidence and things started happening in my career that gave me more confidence. Stuff on Instagram, stuff with certain jobs. I started to travel more for work and experience different cultures and that kind of like bled into my late 20s and then we got engaged and married and the rest is history. Right. I remember how excited you'd be when you were first booking weddings and stuff and oh how God, hard yeah. you'd work because you're you know you're a perfectionist and it's a tough being a wedding photographer just the wedding industry it's tough it's never going to be uh even when it's a slam dunk and you feel like the day went perfect mm-hmm. guess what it's hard hurting all those people remember, and, yeah remember when i booked that wedding and then i got the netflix job and i had to i had to find a replacement shooter for that wedding because oh, yeah. I had to go cried, work for Netflix. You, you cried multiple days. You guys, I called the gr- the groom because I had been in a meeting with him and his fiance for like three hours and they brought their kid and it was like we went, met for coffee and it went really well and they were really excited to work with me and I think maybe like a week later <laughs> I got this huge Netflix job on Instagram and it, it was the opportunity of a lifetime. It wasn't something I could say no to. No, it's one of those like cataclysmic changes your perspective. Oh, yeah. Not just like... I was terrified to take it, but I had to. Right. It, it wasn't just that it was a good job for the moment, which it was. Mm-hmm. And like the pay was better than, you know, kind of what you were making, you know, for that, for most gigs at the time, more than a wedding. Absolutely. But it was also like, we, we were, before we started recording, we were watching a video of like this little kid in a karate class trying to, uh, like this little, how old was that kid? Maybe four. four? Yeah, a little four-year-old kid. And he's crying his eyes out because he can't kick the wood block in half or whatever. And the whole class is watching him. And the whole him. class is like, Steven, Steven, and clap, you know, clap, clap. And he's like, and he's like, you got to go harder, man. You got to hit it. Hard. Come on, <laughs> hit it with your heel now. You got it. You got this. You like, can do anything. And he did it like 10 times. And every time he would just barely tap it. And, and he, he would, would cry. He's just crying. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. But then the kids started amping him up and they're getting all up. And then he finally does it and he breaks it. Mm-hmm. He breaks it. And it that's... It's basically like that's what it was like you get in the Netflix job is like I'm going to keep doing this thing. I'm working a part-time job. Every gig only gets you by but for so long and mm-hmm. then you need a, you need to get another one and another one and that's still we're still living paycheck to paycheck. But now it's like you started manifesting your own paychecks. There were two very memorable points in my 20s that kind of catapulted me into a new realm of thinking and feeling for my business and just how I went about things. It was when I got featured on Instagram for the first time and then when I got the Netflix thing. And that was both of those just it felt really really right, but I also felt like do I deserve this? Like that's just the way that I think. Right. But it all happened the way that it was supposed to and I'm so grateful and the things that we get to do now together I never would have thought 10 years ago that we'd be in this position. No way. No way. Yeah, not even. Not even close. I mean, 10 years ago, if you had said, oh, 10 years from now, you'll have a podcast together. I would have been like, what's a podcast? Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay. Exactly. So So, a few few takeaways for me, just really quick. Mm -hmm. 
uh, trying to please everyone is not a thing. That's something I learned that was huge. That was probably that's one of the questions I was going to ask oh, you. Oh, really? Kind of. But let me let me phrase it this way. Sure. Like, I, w- I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, on okay. This. But in that's the, kind of it. That's oh, all well, okay. <laughs> well, here's the question. <laughs> Throughout your 20s, you yeah. said yes a lot. A lot. And you didn't say no that much. Which one was better to say? Like, you know yes. what I mean? In it's gen- better to say yes. Because you said yes to a lot of things that you then were like, May- should I have said yes? You know what I mean? It's like the value of saying yes to everything probably still outweighs those occasional no's where you feel like I don't have the time or I don't have the energy or like I'm I'm a I don't want to say like you're above it. You know what I mean? But no, like, there's a lot more no's happening right now because of other things that are going on. And the more that you grow and the more that you kind of realize your worth in certain things, you can't say yes to everything anymore. But before when I was saying yes to everything and even saying yes to things, I didn't even know how to produce or do. That's what I'm getting And at. I would just figure it out right. to make money. And then they were like, oh, we love it. It's great. And <laughs> In You're my like head, I was like, sweating bullets. How the frick did I do this? Right. I didn't even know I could do it, but they loved it. So. So you'd say, if you could go back and say yes even more. Oh, yeah, I would. Because I remember 100%. there was a lot of tears over, I maybe shouldn't have said yes to uh-huh. this. Or Absolutely. I, don't, I didn't know what I was saying yes to for that dollar amount or mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Like, there's some yeses that are, they're painful, man. Or I said yes and the client was not fun to work with right which is of eastwick horrible right horrible but thankfully now that doesn't really happen anymore at Mm. all it's very professional it's very buttoned up and very virtual compared to before like keep it fair ref yeah yeah keep it fair uh stick the landing before you know i i feel like things were more in person and you know, shake their hand, go to the studio, go to the shoot, you know, meet the couple, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like very virtual, very straightforward, very straightforward, Mm -hmm. very easy to handle. I would argue that like you kind of made it out like, oh, it's like now it's like this. It's like this because of how it used to be. Mm -hmm. It's like this because of how you've learned to organize, set expectations and communicate. Yeah. Those are all things that you don't just come out of an art institute or college and you're just a whiz bang whatever in that. Unless you, you know, well, it you can, took a long time. You can go to time. business school, you can go to I mean hospitality, there's a lot of different ways you can get there. But the way you got there is like cutting and grinding your teeth on real moments, a lot of tears, a lot of I hope they like it, mm-hmm. a lot of I'm so glad they like it, a lot of I don't know if they like it or not because they didn't even really give me any feedback. They just took it. Oh, I'm used to that now. Yeah. Now I work on something really, really hard and I put a lot of heart and effort into it and I feel a certain way about it inside me (laughs) and I'll send it off and it's like, thank you. Um, I'm just used to that now. There's no, there's no, uh, oh my gosh, we, I mean, sometimes there is like a, we love it. I love, I love X, Y, and Z about this shot or I love... I love how you did this certain thing. I'm more used to just a thank you next kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is fine. It's like, do you know how many people those people work with? Right, right. I'm not the only one on earth who takes pictures, and I'm very aware of that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah. it's, yeah, you got to kind of 
lead with your best foot do the best that you can no matter who it is yeah but yeah you're not going to please everybody all the time but you know you can get better and better and better at anything you do absolutely but yeah setting expectations and being organized is crucial in life in general that's a very adult adulty thing to say and to really believe in the other thing I was going to ask you and this isn't necessarily like a lesson you learned in your 20s but just like a general vibe check is the older you get do you think that time goes faster yes do do you feel like days weeks months years are there's a literal especially this year the day is the days fly by the weeks so for me this year the days could not go faster but it's the longest year of my life see it's usually the opposite usually the years go fast and the days go slow that's a modest mouse lyric i this year everyone's experiencing it in their own special way I feel like I'm frustrated with how fast the days are going by and it feels like I'm not doing anything, even though I am. I am doing stuff, but it doesn't feel like I am. But it feels like this year could not go slower. But the days are so fast. And now with daylight savings, it's like this this day could not have gone faster. Yeah, today was maybe a bad Today was a bad choice. And it, <laughs> milk was a bad choice. <laughs> and in my head, when I see that, that it's dark out right now, the day's over. Of course. That's how I think of it. So I need to wake up earlier. But then I'm tired and sad. <laughs> well, that's where I come in because I have nothing but energy and I, I am a golden retriever. I know you and are. I, I only you get really sad are. when you get sad. So I know. appreciate it. And you run up to me when I come home and you run up to me when I do anything. So... Another thing I just wanted to add really quick is something I learned in my 20s was that it's more fun to give than to receive. Mm, Okay. A lot. Very much. And that's it. Well, I have another question for you then. What? Um, Do you, would you say, and this one's tough because it, God, I'm conflicted on this personally. Is it better to stay in the job even if you don't like it is it better to stay in the job than to take the plunge take the risk and try to do the other thing if you're really miserable and before you answer i'll I'll, I'll, the reason why it's kind of well it's like of course you quit the job or of course you Mm. stay it's not an of course situation because i believe that everyone at some point is going to work a job that they don't like and there could be a bunch of reasons maybe it's acute maybe it's a boss maybe it's whatever there's a reason why you don't you're not invested in it like emotionally you're like man this kind of this just grinds and maybe when you got the job you were stoked and then it took like three months two years five years whatever for you to just be like man this is such a drag i can't wait to clock out and get home every day and that by the way my friends will weigh on you and have horrific impacts on you that you do not know and it builds it builds over time just like I think some mold. people listening absolutely know that feeling. It's it, you know, I, I worked at a hotel, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. But I also look back at myself going, You could have like I I hate that I hated it so much and I'm glad that I got out and got a new job and went down that pathway. But I also see that the reasons why I hated it were kinda small to me. Like they were little, you know what I mean? Like I made them yeah. bigger than what they were. And so there was a lesson of like, of, of, uh, persevering. Yeah. It's like, 
you your problems are probably not as big as you think they are. Well, you know what I mean? How, like, yes. And how grateful do you feel now that you have the job that you have right now doing what you do? Looking back on that time in your life, right. comparing it. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, it's funny because I've worked, you and I have worked together now for a little over two years and full time, full time. Yeah. I mean, we've worked together on other projects and I sh- second shot half a dozen weddings with you or whatever going back years ago. But the, the working together being two years, I worked at the hotel for a little over three and I still like tell stories about the hotel days. And that was when I was in my early twenties. I tell stories about it. I reference it in my current life. Uh, you talk about it a lot, kind of a lot because it was a little traumatic, I guess, but I also, I learned, I learned, uh, I learned a lot. I mean, I went to, I went to hospitality school. I didn't, it's not like I worked at a hotel. I went to hospitality school. You know, that's how it feels like the lessons and the little, the little like catchphrases yeah. and the customers always right. I'm grateful and all that. for you working there because we deal with a lot of that now and you know a lot about it. And we had a big project this year where it was kind of based on that and you kind of felt like my wingman <laughs> there. I, mean, but. I, w- I would never discourage someone from working in any field. Right. But just know you know, going in, you know, everything changes. Like I, I, you're trying to get the job for a reason, then you get it and you're probably stoked. No one like, oh yes, I got the job. Oh wait, damn it. I got the job. Like no one's, no one's pissed off that they got the job. Yeah. I mean, it's circumstantial. Your question about should you take the plunge or not? I think it depends on the person's life. Like, do you have a family to support? Are you married? Are you single? Are you renting? Do you own? Like it's, it depends on, like, do you have savings? It depends on each person's circumstance. So if you're just hating everything about your current job and you're working towards saving so that you can quit and take the plunge, then, like, obviously do that, you know, when the time is right and it it's going to make you happy. Yeah, or you can do what uh, Made Man Bennett back here and again, what he didn't do, which is make sure you have another job lined up. Because I had a job lined up the first time I quit the hotel. That's right. <laughs> oh I quit God. twice. I had a job lined up, and then the job <sighs> fell through. It w- I thought it was a pretty much a done deal, but that was my naivete and my excitable nature of like, yay, I got this thing that looks very promising. Sometimes a promising thing is just a promising thing. It's not a real thing. Yeah. And a real thing has real value, real consequences, real lessons. A promising thing is like, yeah, maybe. Maybe our lives are filled with maybes, good ones and bad ones. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at, I had a job, I was going to work for Sony, working in video games. Hello. That sounded like a million dollar prospect to me, even though the pay wasn't that great. So I, you know, I, I thought I had the job. It was between me and a couple guys and I thought I had an in and then it, it didn't work out, but I'd already quit. I'd already been like, you know, kind of talking my stuff to my coworkers. Like, yeah, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go work for Sony now. Like dummies. You know, I wasn't, I mean, I, to, to a degree, <laughs> and then ultimately, I quit, and I was unemployed Yeah. for at least three months. Oof, that'll cause some tension. Yeah, it was about two and a half months, and I'm just like, this is, uh, this is bad. And that was when I was, like, grinding like you could not believe, and we had some tension, for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
at the end, at the end of the day, though, the whole like taking the plunge idea and, Ooh, and dealing with tough. dealing with everything, you know, it, it's you'll never be ready. So yeah. you can have all your ducks in a row. Uh, you know, you were using the example, you know, do you have kids or do you right. have savings or are you renting or owning? We were renting with no kids and no savings, no savings and like debt. I was we were very... negative, you know, so it's like right. what, that was our situation to be like, when else you know, are we going to wait for something to magically like take us out of where we're at and then we'll try it? It's like, no, for you, you went off and we're like, I'm going to work this thing out. Right. That's why I don't really believe in luck for stuff like that because of how how much I put into it. You know, totally. I it, kind of right place, right time, well, but it's where, but it's because of what I brought myself to do. Well, and they say that luck is really just when opportunity meets readiness. Mm-hmm. So if you are ready for that opportunity, it means you're putting in a lot of work all the time, and maybe it's for nothing. Could be for nothing, and you did a lot of work daily that I saw for nothing. Yeah. For just kind of the joy of it and sometimes in spite of it, like, I hate this right now. You know, like we had conversations like, this sucks. Like, I, especially when you work in the creative field, you can't just push a button. Oh, I'm creative today. Push a button. I I'm creative so, again. You guys, I did so many things that I've never talked about or have ever shared, like different digital retouching projects and things that I learned in school but don't prefer to necessarily dive into. Um, just ran- random stuff like that. Uh, grateful for the opportunities, but also grateful that nowadays we, I mean, the things now that we do, I cannot believe. Cannot. Well, I think the, anyway. and one of the lessons is things are bound to change. Be open to it. Oh, yeah. Be open to the change and roll with the change. Uh, be, be a friend to the change and be a friend to yourself. Because we fight change, and it's just part of life. Change is going to come. It's Everything must change. Yeah. It's the way it works. So we've been working together for two years. I don't have some glossy-eyed stare of like, this is how it's going to be forever now. Right. No, not, not even. If I have to work at a hotel again in the future, because that's the way the world is, and that's the way my life goes, I'm going to be open to it with a great attitude, and I'm going to rock that. I'm going to rock it. You know, at the same time, how we made money two years ago in this household versus two years prior versus two years from now i mean i can't help but think it's going to keep changing yeah and i've mentioned this before but we have an episode called all about how we make money if you're interested in exactly what we're talking about yes it's not just one thing or, or another that's the uh, that's another lesson from the 20s is investing in the present for the future yeah oh my lordy bagordy that'd be like if i could go back in time and shake my younger self there's multiple things right you know maybe watch what you eat a little bit more take take better care of your body you know maybe try and figure out how long it takes takes you to run a mile or whatever in case the zombie outbreak happens and you need to run a couple blocks you know it might just just kind of have a general sense of it but i wish i could just have invested like five bucks in something you know just the idea of i'm going to take this dollar in the present and I'm going to give it to me in the future. Mm-hmm. That's what investing is. Yeah. Maybe that in the future it's worth less. Maybe it's worth more. It's not about that. It's about acknowledging the future. 
acknowledging that you in the present need to help out future you. I, th- I kind of mentioned this on another episode before, but it's something I'm really high on right now. And it's like, I picture future Bennett, future Bargles, main man in the future, my main man too. He's your main man, he's my main man. And I want him to look back at me now and not be judgmental like, man, I wish you'd worked out a little bit more. Man, I wish you'd tried harder at this. Or, man, why didn't you ever figure out how to play piano? You know, that's me at 31. I'm 32 now, but at 31, looking at the past 10 years going, why haven't you figured out how to play piano yet? Yeah. And now I get to know because I've spent, you know, I don't know, a thousand hours playing piano, but I can, I know that in the future I get to look back and that's not going to be the case anymore. That's not going to be the case. I can play uh, hot cross buns. I can play jingle bells. You know, I can, I can play uh, you sexy thing. You're doing so, a great white Christmas right now. It's getting better. Yeah. It's definitely getting better, <laughs> but that's, it's not even just that thing. It's yeah. like the metaphor that comes with it. Investing in the future, investing in, retirement stock market business technology all that it's it's just better to to, instead of eating a candy bar today i'm gonna eat a candy bar in the future i'm gonna like literally send this like candy bar in an envelope like back to the future for my future self to enjoy because hey i'm good i'm good right now don't need it i don't need to eat that right now that five ten dollars or whatever i'll let future us have a night out today's episode is not brought to you by dave ramsey as much as you thought it was. Well, Dave Ramsey, is he a spender or a saver? He's definitely a saver. Because <laughs> I think I think his wife was the spender. Oh, his God. wife, he said, he said I'm, I might be, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure that his wife's a, a spender and he's a saver. Yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. Oh, my God. I'm shuddering. We were both spenders all of 100%. our 20s. And now we are savers. Whew. Patience is a virtue. It's tough. It's tough when you're just trying to live and you don't have much. And all that being said, we still don't have, like, in our own mind, in our own heart, we're still the same people working through the same challenges. Mm -hmm. We just have all these tools now because we've had to bang our heads against the wall. You know, now we have all these tools to. Yeah. We know that there will be a bright, sunny day. If there's clouds today, you know, it's not like the whole sky's fallen. You got to work through it and there's lessons and all that stuff. It's not easy. Well, we're in a different kind of mode, right? I feel like right now is kind of special because we're on the verge of perhaps buying a home sooner rather than later, maybe. Yeah, starting a family and stuff. I mean, we're at that that age and cusp and the business is doing better and, you know, who knows? I don't talk about it on Instagram but we really want to buy a house and we're, you know, we're living here. It's great. I love our neighborhood. I love our apartment. But I'm ready for a change. 100%. Well, the business must expand. <laughs> it must grow. And by, it, it must grow. At least, at least uh, by another 100 square feet. You know, the right. 600 square foot apartment is, um, it's done wonders. Done wonders. I love it so much. But like a... Small crustacean, that like a, like a some sort of spiny uh, crab-like shell of sorts. <laughs> the hermit crab. That's we, the one I want. We must wanted. exit. We are we are the sexiest hermit crabs you ever done see. Oh and, my uh, god! And we must shed our skin like a snake, 
and uh, grow a grow a new one. Well, with that, I think you uh, I think you really wrapped her up there, Margles. <laughs> I did. We watched SNL from this past weekend, and John Mulaney hosted, and we both loved his monologue. Is that is that the word correct? You know when you yeah. say a word over and over again and it sounds wrong? It's monologue. monologue. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> we loved his monologue because he basically just echoed that the little things in our lives will remain and we will we will go on. We will move forward. And it's actually really funny. You should go watch it if you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's another election. Yeah. And it's an important one. I'm Super sure, important. I'm sure you've heard from everyone and their mother to go out and vote, vote, vote. And guess what? If you're listening and today's Tuesday, it is, today's the last day. If you haven't voted yet and no, and no one told no one told you, <laughs> how? <laughs> how is that even possible? Check Every, your text messages. <laughs> like everyone, uh, you know, that's like, are you living under Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Right. Exactly. See? Living I got under, it. I living got under it. a I Dwayne it. Johnson? We voted on Friday on our way out to Palm Springs. We dropped off our it's true. We dropped him off at our local drop-off designated area and we voted. We encourage you to vote today if you haven't already and that's all I got. It's that's good. An, it's an important one. That's good. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Always. Always. And, and we very much appreciate a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Dare I say five stars? You guys have been so awesome with that. We really appreciate every single person that has written a review. It means so much to us. We always check and it just makes our day. So we really appreciate it. And uh, is that it? Follow us on Instagram at All About It Podcast. That's it. And we'll see ya next week. Till next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>